but if I press it, she'll go on and and try to bring it to pass, and and that's that's a good work. So I appreciate that, and everybody that helped. I just want to again thank you. So we're going to talk about more than you can ask or think. More than you can ask or think. Amen. Are you ready, Miss Mitchell? Draw over there. All right, Father, we do thank and praise you, and we lift you up today. We love you, and we bless you, Father. And Lord, I'm asking that you break open the bread of life to your people here today. And Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, Lord, spiritually, physically, mentally. Lord, encourage us and help us and bless us today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about more than you can ask or think. You know, God can give us more than we can ever ask or think. You know, sometimes God can just give you the desires of your heart if you long for that thing on the inside God hears you he he understands your longing because he loves us so much and plus he's on the inside of us by the spirit and so he feels what we feel amen he wants what we want unless it's not good for us or if it's going to harm us in some way sometimes he won't give those things to us but he knows your heart he knows what you long for he knows what your heart he knows what you need and he wants to give us what we want but how many of you know there's a first time for everything amen Amen. there's a first time for everything thing and i believe uh especially in this season of amos 9 13 this is the season for the first time amen maybe i should have given it the title the first time because there's things that happen for the first time and i think we've never seen an election like this where it all looked negative and then it came out the opposite way and then when i we those of us that live in cleveland we saw miracles when uh the Cavs won that game number one they said that it had been a curse put on the team and it hadn't won in what 50 years but they won that game and i know that was nothing but the lord because he had us go down to the stadium and pray and so um uh, 1.3 million people were in the city of cleveland in the downtown area and there was no incident and that's a miracle that's never happened before so what i'm saying is there's a first time for everything we had never seen that neither had you y'all ain't never heard of anything like that before but god does things sometimes for the first time because he wants us to know that he is real amen and in ephesians 3:20, if you want to turn there I believe that God is saying more than you can ever ask or think. And those are those first time things. Things that you think will never happen. Those things that you've been praying for for so many years and it's never came to pass. Amen. Those are things that will happen. God will give them to you. Amen. Because it's never too late with God. We serve a God that loves us so much. You know, our faith is weak. You know, sometimes you lose hope and you quit praying 
you put that prayer on the back burner and you say it'll never happen and so for that reason I believe God will say I'm going to do it anyway even though your faith doesn't match up even though you've given up on it even though there's nothing left for you to hang on to I'm going to do it for the first time amen so in Ephesians 3.20 I believe that's what the scripture is saying. Let me read it. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. And see, that's the exceedingly and abundantly. That's when God goes beyond your your hope. He goes beyond your expectation. He goes beyond what you can ask or think. You know, God goes far, far above what we think. His thinking is so much higher than ours. He wants to bless us. He wants to do all of those things that we think he can't do. Amen. 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 Now, we know by faith they believed. By faith, you know, all of these things happened to those that were in the wilderness. You know, Sarah conceived by faith. You know, all of these things happen by faith. But I believe, according to Amos 9.13, that God is going to do these things just because he's God, because he can, and because he wants to bless us, because he loves us so much. Amen. So there is a first time for everything. I want to go back to to verse 19. And it says, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Being filled with his fullness. And what is his fullness? His fullness is overflow. It's abundance. Amen. It's, It's that exceeding, that exceedingly and abundantly. That's his fullness. Amen. His fullness is being full of him to full measure, to overflow. And so when God does something because it's time, hallelujah, because it's time. When God does something because it's time, amen, it doesn't necessarily mean we earned it. Doesn't necessarily mean we deserve it. But because it is time, because he's, he calls time on some things, amen? And sometimes God says, I'm going to do it because I'm God. And I want to show you that I am God Almighty. I want to show you that I can do all things, that there is nothing too hard for me. I believe we're living in those times. It, we have to be living in those times. We have to be living in those times. Because when is he ever going to do do it when is he going to do the impossible we're living in the last days and so i believe that god is filling uh the church with his glory for those who want it for those who want it they're going to be blessed you know full measure god is blessing full measure and that's the fullness of god full complement amen hallelujah plenitude (laughs) You know, it's like a ship with a full cargo and crew or a town that's no empty houses in it. Fullness, amen. There's no more. Can you imagine a town that there's no space that you can't even build another house? 
Hallelujah. And so that's just how much God can bless us because he loves us. so We can't even imagine the love that he has for us. We can't imagine. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that a lot. But that's because we're living in the natural being bombarded by the natural and sometimes we allow natural circumstances to bombard our thinking and then we allow feelings how we feel about somebody how we feel about the situation how we feel about what somebody said and feelings will get you in trouble because feelings come from the natural realm and in fact they come from a worldly uh, appetite and so when you live when you live out of your feelings, feelings are natural. And God gave us feelings for a purpose. But what I'm saying is when you live out of those feelings, see we're not supposed to live by how we feel. Amen. The just shall live by faith. I have faith that I feel better. <laughs> I don't feel good when I wake up, but I have faith that I'll feel better. I have faith that I'm healed. I have faith that I'm going to do better. I have faith that I'm going to conquer everything that I'm supposed to today. And so by faith, they, uh, with a good report, they receive the promise by faith. But sometimes your faith gets weak for certain things. And, and I believe it's things that have been on the table for a long time. And God says, it's the first time for everything. I'm going to do it because I'm God. I'm going to do it because I love you. I'm going to do it because they've been faithful. I'm going to do it because I, you know, I want to show them that I have not forgotten them. And I believe that's what the exceedingly and abundantly is all about. And that's Amos 9.13. Hallelujah. So let's read 20 again. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able, and that's God, to do exceedingly and abundantly above and that word you need to underline above all that we ask above all that we think according to the power that's his power that works in us amen 21 says to him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations Forever and ever. In other words, let God be glorified. God is glorified in him through his son Jesus. And he's glorified through us. Hallelujah. So there's a first time for everything. The fullness of God. To be filled with the fullness of God is to receive everything he has for you. And more overflow. Causing your hands, everything your work do to prosper. Everything that everybody did here today, God's going to reward you in some kind of way. Because everything that you do with your hands, he causes that to prosper you. You know, nothing is ever done for nothing. And whenever you do what God tells you to do in your heart, it prospers you. Amen. And, And believe it or not... Just what you can do with your hands can bring a loved one into the kingdom. 
see we don't know how God's going to use we never know how God's going to use what you do that's why never despise what you do for God never despise it and do it with a right heart and if you don't have a right heart get your heart right I did a lot of things without a, a right heart you know it's like well God why do I have to do that thing I don't feel like doing it that was my man I don't feel like doing it I'm tired <laughs> but when you get that issue straightened out with God you repent and you say God you know what I'm wrong you're right I'm going to do this he causes what you do he causes your hands to prosper and that's called having a covenant with God covenant people know that whatever you do is not in vain amen God will give you exceed there's a first time for everything in other words don't count God out never count him out remove the borders you know take away that uh, confining thing that you have that causes God not to work for you do you know you can stop God from working for you by not expecting him to come through for you Amen. So remove that and expect expect miracles. Expect God to do. But you know, I believe God's going to do things, a lot of things people don't think he's going to do. Just because he loves us so much. So there's a first time for everything. More than you can ever ask or think. God is doing great things in this new season. Greater than you can ever think greater than you've ever seen you know how sometimes you think you've seen everything when the cameras were downtown Cleveland and my daughter works down there and she took a lot of videos and it was just you could you saw nothing but people forever and I had never seen that before I'm just using this as an example God is doing things we've never seen before y'all expected amen expected just receive that receive it for yourself you know God is saying in this hour receive the unexpected if you believe that God will even do more I expect God to come in and do more Amen. I expect him to do things that's going to baffle my mind. You know, religion, this is how religion is. I, I, I know, I know God, and he wouldn't do that. And God is saying, you don't know me, and I'm going to do it just to show you that you don't cause shots. <laughs> See, that's religion for you. Religion wants to know every step God is going to make. Well, we don't know. But we need to receive however he comes and receive his his mighty works with gladness and expect him to do more. I expect God to do more. Why? Because he's my God and I'm his child. He's my father and I love him. And he loves me. He loves me more than I love him. Amen. And so I'm expecting God to do great things. God is going to do greater. He's going to do more than we can ever imagine. Think that we've never, things that we've never seen before. I've never seen 1.3 million people in Cleveland, downtown, ever. That's never been done. And all operated in peace. That's never been done before. And that's just an example of what he's going to do. I believe that so much. And the more you believe it, and those that don't believe it, he's going to do it to show you. (laughs) That we don't call the shots. Hallelujah.
Things we've never seen before. Look for it and watch it. Things so big, it's unlikely. People will call it far out. God opening doors. (laughs) Opening doors that were shut. All these years, I've never been able to get this job at this company, but why now? You know, why now that door is open? Because God. Because God opened that door. Amen? The odds have been against you all your life. And then suddenly, suddenly they change. Amen? Your odds are looking pretty good. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of people have been given a death sentence. There's no cure for this. There's no cure for that. And so you're just going to have to live with it. That's not true. But God. But God. Hallelujah. We're seeing... You know, it was someone talking to a, a doctor. Someone was telling me, and they got a miracle. And the doctors was were telling the family, oh, we've been seeing more miracles now than we've ever seen before. We have ever seen before. And so even the, the secular uh, uh, people, and the people in the world, are talking about, how they have seen God's and they know it's God, Amen. and that that says so much to me. That says so much. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So there's a set time. Hallelujah. There's an appointed time when God will give us a first time. Y'all catch that? <laughs> you got that? Miss Shannon looked up, say, "Yeah, I got that. I got that." There's a first time or a set time in our lives where God will say, this is going to be your first time. Amen. And that's a set time. You see, it's funny. God does first time things at a set time. Amen. That means his times are better than ours. His timing is better than ours. Amen. And then suddenly, suddenly it happens. Hallelujah. God will show us something we've never seen or thought of before. Who thought of 1.3 million people being in, in the downtown area at one time? I would say, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, please. Too much trouble. Nobody drank. They drank water. Amen. Buildings that would never allow the the public to come in, allowed them to come in and use the bathroom and use their workers as personal escorts. Use the the police as personal babysitters. Amen. Because they couldn't get the children back to the parents, so they took care of them. No incidences. Police were, were intermingled in the crowd with their their uh, guns on. They would never turn their back on somebody with a, a gun. But they did because God was in control. And they kept saying, something different is going on. Amen. And that's something that we've never seen before. God wants our attention. He wants our praise and our adoration. He's doing it because he loves us and he's trying to get our attention. He wants people to know that he's an on-time God and he loves us. Amen. He's showing us things that we've never seen or thought of. Greater things 
that we've never seen will be seen exceedingly and abundantly unheard of things unexpected things kind of like an enigma an enigma <laughs> you, how many of you know what that is it's a puzzling thing an enigma is a puzzling thing and it's an un, un, uh, unexplicable thing or an unexplicable occurrence or a situation something difficult to explain or to understand it's also uh, an enigma is also something mysterious or a mysterious situation that baffles or perplexes us amen hallelujah so in this season God's glory will be seen and this is why he does these things this is why he does things for the first time this is why he does unheard of things so his glory will be revealed amen so that we'll say glory to God or, or we'll say God wants us to say give him the glory we give God the glory because we know that man couldn't have touched that man's hands couldn't tarnish it amen when those people were downtown Cleveland and I'm, I'm just using this as an example because I know I know what it was there were no garbage cans the city was not prepared for this no garbage cans no no porta potties put out 1.3 million but they all operated in peace and they, everybody held their bladders and the ones that couldn't were serviced by the building you know people let them in you know people who have locked premises let them in everybody operated in peace because God's hand was upon our city and that's such a blessing hallelujah God showed everybody that he is in control and that's the season we're living in we're living in a season of unexplicable things amen but it's so wonderful because it's so God (laughs) because nobody else can touch that amen hallelujah God's glory will be seen and many want to understand it they want to understand the the supernatural acts of God because those are the things that are upon us amen the movement of his spirit and the manifestations of his glory shall be revealed amen and this is one thing I like about what God is doing when he does these things for the first time he doesn't let anything stop him amen he doesn't let anything stop his unexplained miracles because he's just going to do that Amen. So I'm believing for a first time. I want to see more of the first time. How many of you want to see? Rejoice Detroit. I believe it's going to be another unexplained thing. How he's restoring this city, making it a beacon of hope. A sin that was once the murder capital of the world. And people were leaving by the thousands are coming back now. That's a miracle in itself. People are coming back here. That's statistically proven. Downtown areas and restaurants, they bought them cheap because they were abandoned. And they're they're open. They're thriving. Amen. There's many actors and actresses that were from Detroit who are visiting Detroit, going back, going to the 
restaurants giving high praise that who are just dumbfounded and what God is doing for this city amen and so I believe God puts his intercessors in position and he continues to minister to them and show them and teach them how to pray for specific things to come but I'm telling you God when God puts something on the table he's going to do it amen it's a commitment it's a calling Amen. But he puts his his intercessors in position to pray things into existence. And this is how it's done. This is how change happens. Change does start with a man. Unless God is for him and with him. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's like favor has been granted and released. I give you favor. I give you favor. I receive it. I give you favor. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Favor being granted and released. And this is what it's like. God is rewarding faithfulness. Amen. And the righteous um, not being forsaken. I believe every word of the Bible is coming true. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. That scripture, you can bank on it. Coming to pass. And that's when we see these unexplained things for the first time. When, you, when God, you know, uh, says that you're righteous. And he takes into account the things that you do toward him. I believe he's blessing people. Even with weak faith. Even with... Uh, you know, not being, maybe not doing things the way you should have done it. But I believe God is seeing the hearts of his people. And he's doing things that he's never done before. He, and he's doing it with ease. <laughs> what he, that, what, it's like this. God is doing it with ease what we could never do. He's getting things done with ease. In other words, this is no this is not hard for God. Amen. Just another day in the life in heaven. <laughs> but these things we could never accomplish. But God can. Doing things in ease. Things that we could never do on our own. Amen. He'll cause his people if you stay with God and don't don't wimp out like so many people do. He'll cause your hands to prosper and he'll cause you to do things with ease that other people can't do without strife and struggle. And that's called he's got his hands on you. Amen. But God doesn't need our help. We need his, but he doesn't need ours. Because he can do things all by himself. Amen. So take the limits off God. Because he's established some things. These things that he does for the first time. They've been established. They've been established in heaven. And on earth. And he's just going to do them. Without our help. Amen. A mustard seed is a very small seed. Like our faith sometimes. It's the smallest seed in fact that exists. But that seed dominates the soil. In other words, something big will materialize from your 
small faith when God does something for the first time. Because <laughs> God is helping his people. He's responding to, I believe God is responding to our hearts cry. He's responding to hearts. Amen. Amen. Responding to heart. So take the limits off God. Because he's already established it. In other words, it's like this is what I'm saying. If God's promised you something and you've been waiting a long time and it's not shown up and you get that thing in your mind that says it's never going to happen, then that's a, you're limiting God. Take the limits off God because this is the season that we're in. We're in the season where God's going to do something he's never done. And he wants to do it for you. Amen. So so get your mustard seed faith together. Because it can produce big things. Because the seed dominates the soil. It has a seed has dominance. The seed I went to sleep thinking about that last week. Whenever I preached about that, I went to sleep thinking about it. I got up thinking about it and God says, I'm talking to you. I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes you preach stuff and you don't do it. Or you don't hear it. Amen. Amen. But the seed dominates the soil. If you got a seed that's strong, I don't care how small it is, I'm telling you. You take the limits off God and God God'll deliver. He will deliver. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Exodus 34. Praise the Lord. Exodus 34. Verse 10. This is, and he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your people, and I will do marvelous such as have not been done in all the earth nor in any nation amen and all the people among whom you are shall see the works of the Lord for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you not only is God doing awesome things things he's never done before he's going to do an awesome thing in you and me Amen. And do you see why he's doing it? Did you catch that? It says so the people can see. Amen. 34.10. Let me go back. He says, Behold, I make a covenant. That's because we're in covenant. We're covenant people. We're in covenant with God. It says, Before all your people, before all your people, I will do marvelous things. That's those people who sit up and watch and talk about you and say you're in a cult. Or say, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And he's going to show them. God, that, that kind of stuff don't go past God either. He sits and he listens. He hears, he listens, he watches. And he also watches those that continue to do. Because there's something good. There's a good seed that does not fall by the wayside on the inside of you. And you keep doing it. Amen. He's going to show the people. He says before all your people I will do wondrous works. In other words I'll do miracles. Hallelujah. Such as I have. And it's not been produced or created in all the earth 
not among nations anyway. And all the people among you whom you live shall see the working of the Lord. For it is a fearful and awesome thing that I'm doing, that I'm going to do with you. Amen. It's going to make people fear. Fear God. So so don't give up on God. Don't, <laughs> don't count God out. He's not out. It's not out. He's, he knows he's building up the he's building up the anticipation. He's letting the people talk. He's let he's allowing them to think they're right. Because the unrighteous think they're right all the time. But he's allowing them to think they are right. And then this is where he likes to show his glory. Amen. And it's like this. Let God be true and every man a liar. That's how that works. And that's good. When our faith is weak, God shows himself strong on our behalf. And that's why the Bible says, when you are weak, I am strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like the blind man that was blind from birth. He wasn't calling out like blind Bartimaeus. See, blind Bartimaeus kept waiting for somebody, the angels to come to stir the water so he, somebody would put him in the pool. And he waited, and every year when he didn't get pushed in the pool, he waited to the next year. He had a little bit of faith that somebody would come. He didn't know all he had to do was jump in. Amen. Amen. But this blind man wasn't like that. Or he wasn't like the woman with the issue of blood. And that woman reached out to the doctors, but after there was no more money, she reached out to God. And she said, if I can just touch his hymn. This blind man is not like her, not like Bartimaeus. And he's not like that uh, commanding officer, the, what was he, the, uh, you know, the one that says, just speak the word. What was he? The centurion, thank you. This man is that I'm talking about, he's not like the centurion. See, the centurion came with faith and he said, just speak the word. I'm not worthy you'd come to my house. But if you just speak the word, my servant will be healed. This man wasn't like him. Amen. So in other words, this man is coming with no faith. This blind man. Hallelujah. This blind man had no faith and he had no expectations. But Jesus just made mud with his spit and put it on his eyes and told him to go wash. That's kind of like how we are right now. Amen. Some people who have given up on God. And so God just did that. Are y'all here today? See, God has given us these first time occurrences for the first time so like the man he was passing by and he was blind from birth (laughs) God just put some spit on the ground and made mud put it in his eyes and said go wash and for the first time he healed somebody who had been blind from birth that was not expecting someone to come and help him get healed so this was Something that he did for somebody that were not expecting or they weren't in hope or they weren't waiting for him or y'all understand what I'm saying? He was just blind. 
And God just looked at him and said, I don't want him to be blind. I just want to do this because it's time. It's time for him to see. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. God is doing first time things. Amen. Where he's taking the blind and he's causing them to see. He's showing us something we've never seen before. Even when our faith is weak and our hope is lost. So expect God to do the unexpected. And that's the exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Let's go to John 9. John chapter 9. Honey, God is talking to some people who won't so desperately need him. Amen. Verse 1. Let's read about this guy. John 9 verse 1. It says, Let's see how we'll go up to to verse. I guess we'll read it all. It says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Are y'all listening? That the works of God. See, remember when I was, let's see, I'm going to go back. Because I know, I said some things are just on a on a timetable, and then the suddenly these things are planned. What did I What did I say? Uh, yeah, set time. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. There's a set time. Now that's what he just said. This is what Jesus just said. Now let me read that again. He's talking about a set time. He says, "Neither this man or the woman, the, neither the parents or this man sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him." Wait a minute. I think I missed it. But that the works of God, yeah. Should be revealed in him. So okay. So if neither of them did anything for him to be blind. There was a set time and a plan from the day he was born to heal him. So God would be glorified. Amen. Verse 4 says. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. And when the night comes. When nobody, then the night comes, nobody can work. In other words, Jesus is telling him, look, this was on the schedule, and I had to get it done. We have a schedule, a spiritual schedule with God, and a natural schedule to get some things done. Y'all see, if Jesus had said, oh, I get to it tomorrow like we do sometimes, this man would have been blind another day. Amen. But see, there was a set time, and that man's time was today. Because he didn't come like the commander, the centurion, with faith. Just say it. He'll be healed. Because I got faith in you that much. And I know who you are, and my my house is not worthy for you to step foot in. Mm-hmm. Or like the woman with the issue, if I could just touch him, if I could just touch a string hanging from his clothes, mm-hmm. I will be healed because that's, that's faith. Hallelujah. 
and she didn't touch him she touched a string hanging off of his garment and and he said who touched me and turned around because it was the virtue of her faith touching his pulling drawing drawing the healing out of him this man didn't come like that are y'all here today he was just blind he didn't know why his parents didn't know why they didn't do nothing to cause it but there was a set time for his miracle in his life because God wanted to be glorified through his life Hallelujah. hallelujah praise God I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Because when night comes, no man can work. In other words, when it's over, it's over. Amen. So Jesus had a specific time to do his work. And so does we. Or so do we. And there's plenty of people that need you to lay hands on them. To preach to them. All this stuff we must do. Verse 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says, uh, when he has said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the man's eyes uh, with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam which is translated sent and so he went and washed and came back seen now what what is that saying he went and washed obedient that is the worst crime christians commit disobedience don't obey enough because they looking at where the command is coming from now that ain't god that's god talking to you but that that ain't God I I had to do something else and and you know why people think that because they don't know the voice of God you ever had a conversation with somebody and if something prophetic jumped out you knew it was a prophetic statement you knew that that statement will come back and affect a lot of people because it was God but most people Christian people that's in the word all the time don't know when God they hear God's voice you don't suppose to hear that person you're supposed to judge that thing on the end inside and know if it's if you don't have to agree with it i do so many things i don't agree with but i know it's god you know how when it's god it works together for the good it may take you out of the way it may put more pressure on you it may cause you more grief but in the end hallelujah god will work it together he's doing it the opposite way just to show you what's in your heart so you can repent disobedience and some people live and die and never know man let me go somewhere else hallelujah verse did I do six yeah he spat on the ground verse seven and he said go wash verse eight therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said it is not that wait a minute is not this he who sat in bed and he said yes let me turn this light on does this work I thought I had it on before. 
That's okay. Oh yeah, there it go. I was doing it the wrong way. I think I turned it the wrong way. Let's see. Let's do verse nine. It says, "So um, some said this is he. Others said he is like him. He said I am he. And they they're saying I think this is the blind man that lives in the city. Verse ten. Therefore, they said to him, How? Were your eyes open? And he answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. And then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now here comes the religion that don't believe in miracles, although they say they do. <laughs> Verse 14. Now it was, a, it was a, a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Do you think that was done purposely? Yes. That was done purposely. Why? To show the religious that they don't believe. Like they pretend. Amen. And they want to control everything. Amen. Amen. Certain things are supposed to be done a certain way because they think, they think it's supposed to be done that way. You know, everything don't supposed to be done the way you think. Just because you think it because you think you got a better idea like Ford. It just don't work that way. See, let me tell you, God did that this thing on a miracle. Did this miracle on a on a Sunday to get under their skin. That's why He did it. Amen. That's why He did it. Let's go back. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. And the Pharaoh, the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. They didn't hear him the first time. And they're not going to hear him the tenth time. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. Because he does not keep the Sabbath. See, forget about the miracle. He did it on a Sunday. Amen. It's always how religion is. We all got a little touch of religion in us from time to time. When I see that thing, I say, uh-uh. Nope, you can't stay here. You used to live here. You've been uprooted. Keep it moving. I'm not receiving you no more. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. And others said, how can a man... Who is a sinner do such signs. And there was division among them. And they said to the blind man again. What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? And he said he's a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him. That he had been blind and received his sight. See now they in total unbelief. Well you weren't blind in the first place. <laughs> Until they called his parents. And the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked, he, uh, and they asked them saying. Is your son who you say was born blind? How then does he see? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means 
he now sees we do not know or who opened his eyes we do not know he is of age ask him we will speak for him he will speak for himself and in other words they were saying look leave us alone we weren't there we know he was we know he's our son we know he was born blind he did get healed but we don't know who did it we weren't there leave us alone amen let's see where am i at 22 his parents said these things because they feared the jews for the jews had agreed already that if anyone confused confessed that he was the Christ he would be put on a put, be put out of the synagogue therefore his parents said he is of age and asked him so they again asked the man again that was blind give God the uh, who, who said to him give God the glory we know that that this man is a sinner and he answered and said whether he is a sinner or not I do not know one thing I know is that though I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered to them and said, I told you already. And you didn't, you didn't listen. Religious never listens. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciple? <laughs> and then they they reviled. <laughs> they reveled him and said, You are his you are his disciple, but we are let's see but we are Moses' disciple. Now let me explain something to you about the religious. They don't like the supernatural acts of God. When they said you're his disciple and nobody liked him they was trying to run him out of town and eventually you know the religious killed him but they like to give honor to a man or to a god that has no power but they don't want to give honor to jesus they don't believe jesus is the son of god and they don't want to give honor to to the god that jesus represents and so this is where they're going with this conversation verse 30 the man answered and said to them why is this uh, why this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from yet he has opened my eyes and now we know that God does not hear sinners but if anyone is a a worshiper of God and does his will he hears them let's see let's go verse 32 since the world began it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. And if this man were not from God, he could do he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, "You were completely born in sin, and are are you teaching us?" And they cast him out. Amen. And so it's like this: some people will never accept the mighty acts of God God did that thing for that reason it was all on a schedule God did that for that reason amen to show his glory to show that he is God like none other like none of the other ones that they worship amen but he is God almighty that does marvelous things he's never stopped and he will never stop amen 
God supersedes the ability of man. And this is the thing that he was trying to get them to see. But he also supersedes the ability or the laws of nature. So God will always do exceedingly and abundantly. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to develop the never the less mentality. Amen. See, if those Pharisees had had the nevertheless uh, mentality, they would they would have questioned him. But then they would say, well, nevertheless, God is God and accepted it in some kind of way. But they didn't do that. They can't do it. They can't do it because they cannot accept the fact that God is more powerful than them doctors. Amen. Or the astronauts. Or whoever, the Supreme Court. God supersedes his abilities and his power supersedes any other power that exists. And they could not accept that. And that's why God does things that he's never done before. And so we need to accept first time things. Amen. It was, that wasn't the first time that God had ever healed the blind. But it's the first time he ever spit on an eye (laughs) and healed them that way. See, he does things for the first time for a reason. And we need to accept it. I don't care how he does. I used to be in that box. How will it look? You know. Well, God, let me know what you're doing and tell me because I want to be ready. But you know, when you get to a place where you just don't care, you just need a miracle. You don't care how God does it. <laughs> that that blind man could care less about the, you know, the saliva. Amen. You know, um, God does things to confound the wisdom of the wise. Naaman, the only way he could get his healing was to go dip in that dirty Jordan. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> Dip in the dirty joints. Dirty. It's muddy. There's other, there's other bodies of water that's cleaner. There's other rivers around here. Why can't I go dip in there? You see, the carnal mind will say, well, it's water. It's a river. Why can't I dip in there? The carnal mind never understands obedience. Simple obedience. Amen. And we're all guilty. Amen. From time to time. But God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. No matter how weak our faith is. or You know, it takes faith. Don't get me wrong. But God will do those one-time things. Do we suppose to bank on it? No. Because the just shall live by faith. But should we expect it? Yes. Should we hope for it? Yes. And should we receive it? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to have the nevertheless attitude. Amen. The odds may appear to be against you, but the nevertheless attitude (laughs) says that maybe God might do this. Amen. God will do a great thing. So don't think it's impossible for God because he... He can do all things. Amen. 
and he can exceed our understanding and exceed our expectations God don't have to check in with our understanding to do anything amen we either look look at the facts and say nevertheless you know you look at the facts or say nevertheless because the fact is he didn't have faith fact is you know his parents didn't know God fact is it was on a Sunday but nevertheless but those Pharisees couldn't say nevertheless God healed them they kept trying to check into his background and check and then the, the bottom line was Jesus was a sinner and so was he because it was done on the Sabbath those religious laws that cannot be broken and God likes to break every last one of them amen (laughs) amen listen God does these things for another reason because he will never let the enemy have the last word amen there had been we found out that there had been witches coming to every game that the Cavs had sitting on the front row seat seats that cost a lot of money and they had put a curse on the team for many years but God doesn't let man have the last word amen hallelujah we'll never allow the enemy to have the last word I wrote down here number one the ten spies said they're giants on the land bigger stronger and more powerful than we are but two said nevertheless so this is a good example of nevertheless nevertheless we can take them nevertheless we can take this land are y'all here today the same God that brought water out of a rock is the same God that will lead us out of the wilderness this is what those men said Joshua and Caleb they said nevertheless choose to stay in faith and expectation even when the odds are against you because God is supernatural not natural it looks permanent but nevertheless God's going to do it anyway it's temporary (laughs) so don't give up and don't quit you know when, when Abraham told Sarah what God said about having a baby Sarah laughed but then she said nevertheless he, she said nevertheless thy will be done his will be done after she tried plan B <laughs> but it's better to come come back with a brain than never and eventually she said nevertheless hallelujah nevertheless because God is a supernatural God so when things look permanent and it never it never changes just say nevertheless my God can do it anyway hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. remember Peter amen he cast out his nets he was tired him and his crew and Jesus said cast your nets out again and get ready for a haul and Peter said (laughs) master I'm tired we just we've been out there all night 
There is nothing there. He said, but nevertheless, Amen. at your will, I'm going again. And he brought in a hall. <laughs> he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a haul. Let's, let's go there right quick. Uh, Luke 5. I like I just like that. Amen. I like saying it. Woo. Launch out into the deep. Prophetic. Love it. Launch out into the deep. It wasn't you know, a lot of people say he went into deeper water. But you know what he really did? He launched out into a deeper revelation of God. He went and found deeper Faith. He obeyed. He launched down in, in a deeper obedience where he met God's faith. And him and Jesus had that understanding that, okay, I'm going to go back out here. And because you said it, I know now I'm going to catch something. He, he launched out into a deeper realm with God. Let's see. Luke 5. Let's go to verse 4. And it says, and when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, this Peter Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. In other words, go deeper. Go deeper in faith. Go deeper in expectation. And stop the resistance. Verse 5, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Hallelujah. And when they had gone this way, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were breaking. So they signaled of their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Amen. Hallelujah. First time thing. God can do things for the first time. Doesn't matter how many times you've done it already and it didn't work. Amen. Doesn't matter how many times you did it and it didn't come to pass. Or how many times you prayed that prayer and it didn't happen. We're in no what season. Be like the children of Ithacar. Children of Ithacar, they knew times and seasons because they could sense the time and the season that they were in. Hallelujah. Intercessors are like that. Even though you don't know for sure, but there's a feeling on the inside you get in some kind of way you know. Something is something different this time. That maybe God perhaps is doing something different and you don't lose hope. Although you get discouraged, but you don't lose hope. Because 
you know that there's a connection between you and God. And you know that that connection means something. And you know that God loves you and he's called you for such a time as this. And he's doing exceedingly and abundantly above. And now we're living in those times. So no matter how many times you've done it before, do it again. And this time do it with more faith, with more fervor, with more speed and more ability and more, uh, uh, maybe I could say agility. But do it better, stronger, faster than you've ever done it before. Allow your obedience to come to the forefront. And allow it and, and get your heart right about certain things and certain people. And allow, just allow God to reign in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Another thing that God did, the disciples said, we have only five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, well, go get them. Well, we saw a boy with some fish and some loaves. Go get them. And they said, well, <laughs> look at all these people. There's a sea of people, and we can't see the end. And God said, bring me the two fish and the five loaves. Nevertheless, God, we will go and get them. And didn't God do a miracle? He fed the 5,000. And the Bible says that it was 5,000 men and, and women and children. So there were probably about 10,000 people or almost at that who ate dinner that day. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? Praise God. Let's go back to Matthew 4, 14. Matthew 14, we'll read about that real quick. Nevertheless. Verse 17. Matthew 14, verse 17. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. And then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke. Why don't people bless their food? Amen. Amen. And gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude so that they ate and were filled. When he blessed that food, heaven just fell. Amen. And it was multiplied. When you bless your food before you eat it, God multiplies your health. Multiplies your strength. Multiplies you in every way. There's something to that. Amen. There's something to it. And I believe it's a health thing. I just believe that with all my heart. And when you bless your food, it's healthier. It's better for you. Amen. It won't give you indigestion. And all them germs that come with carry out. Amen. Hallelujah. There's something to that. But when we saw in this scenario, we saw it multiply. So there's some multiplication to blessing your food. And I believe it 
multiplies your nourishment and your health when you bless your food. Hallelujah. It says, and they ate, verse 21, now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Hallelujah. And then Jesus went on to do something else. He went on to walk on the water with Peter. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus does the miraculous all the time. And we should expect to see them more. We need to expect to walk on water. Like Peter. Let's go down to verse 28. It says, uh, and Peter answered him and said, well, let's go up to, well, let's finish off where he fed the the 5,000 and the women and children. 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side look how prophetic that is and that means that not only will he do miracles because he fed the 5,000 but you will get to the other side to the other side of your bad situation you'll get to the other side of things that fight you doors that won't open opportunities that have failed you you will get to the other side amen Amen. so look at how they just went to the other side after doing that miracle it says while he sent the multitude away the multitudes away and and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray and now when evening had come he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Amen. Verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night. Fourth watch. It's funny. That's the watch that God called me to every time. That's the 3 a.m. to 6. I'm not sleeping anyway most of the time. Amen. It says here, uh, let's see, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the water. He he was walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Most people say, see, told you he was in the witchcraft. Because you know they, they called him that too. Called him that too. Verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. Hallelujah. Immediately or straightway, instantaneously, he said it's not me because he knew that they were going to be afraid. Verse 28, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Amen. In other words, lost his focus, started looking at the the natural elements which we are not supposed to do amen hallelujah because he had already told them he was going they would get to the other side 
Amen. Then he got out and walked on water. Why did he do that all of a sudden? It was time for them to take another step. Take another step of faith. Take another step of of, um, your confidence in God. It was really a promotion for the for the disciples. You saw me fit. You look at it like this. You saw me feed the five thousand and then some. You watched that miracle. Now watch this, <laughs> and you can do it too. He didn't leave them out. Just teaching them. He was really teaching the disciples. You can even walk on water. Amen. Nothing is impossible with me verse 31 and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him oh ye little faith why'd you doubt why'd he say he'd already called him ye little faith but why'd he say why'd you doubt after he said he said that afterwards because he knew that he was doing good walking on that water until he started to doubt his faith was working until he started to doubt. How many of us have been there? Many times. I've been there many times. You start in faith, then here comes something from the natural realm. Or the natural elements like the wind kicked up the storm. And he, he saw that conditions were looking perilous. And he started to doubt. And that's the way our lives are. We allow natural elements or natural things contrary to what God has promised you. We allow them to change our minds about what God said. But if you read this and read it in faith, you know that nothing, no natural elements, nothing that can happen when God promised you something, no matter what happens in the natural it's not going to stop it from happening. The only thing stops it from happening is our reaction to what we see in the natural. Like the storms of life. Those things that come in in the natural and tell us. And, and people say common sense came in and told me. Well your common sense has no place in this spiritual arena. The promises of God, the Bible says, are yes and amen. So he's already told you yes. Then put it in your heart. And then here comes some crazy person on TV saying something. Y'all know what I'm saying? Or your body start doing something weird. And it'll tell you, you're getting old. Y'all here today. Yes. But Sarah said, nevertheless. Amen. Uh And I'm telling you, I'm noticing that everything that God says He's going to do, you got to say, nevertheless. I don't care if it's for the smallest thing. You got to say, nevertheless. In other words, you cannot look at how things look. A big miracle is the same as a little miracle with God. Same, it doesn't take any effort. It's the same with your faith. You can get a little miracle with your faith as well as a big miracle. Your faith can produce the small seed dominates the soil. (laughs) Your small faith, that seed of faith can bring in big stuff. All you got to do is say, nevertheless. 
Amen. Are y'all here? Like that. Yes. See that nevertheless has to come out of your mouth, but it also has to come out of your heart. Because how many of you have ever thought, nevertheless, I believe God could do it, but you, you was on, standing on shaky ground. Because right, right. it's something that was still on the inside of you that wasn't sure Amen. about nevertheless. But see what I'm gonna tell you what I learned. Not just I'm not just talking. I'm telling you how God taught me in situations. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, you're getting older. Or yeah, let me use this. Your biological clock is ticking. Let's use that one because everybody's is because it's getting the years are passing for everybody. But when when you when you get to that place where you know in your mind you're supposed to say nevertheless your will be done and you know in your mind that God can do anything and you say with your mouth nevertheless but something in here say it might not happen God taught me how to get rid of that Keep saying it and convince yourself. See, religion don't like that word convince. You know why? It don't sound natural. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? I've been there where the devil would say, that ain't really how you feel. That's not natural. You really feel like this and this and this. Y'all understand? But you got to keep saying it. Because see, something that you keep hearing, faith comes from hearing. Something that you keep hearing, especially when you are teaching yourself, and yeah, you can teach yourself. If you constantly keep hearing it, you will start to believe it in your heart. And you can, and, and the Lord was showing me this one time, and he says, you can convince yourself of something that is biblical. You can make yourself, but make yourself, I think, is a little too easy of a word to use. Because anybody can make somebody do something. Y'all follow me? But you can convince yourself that it's true by repeating it over and over and telling yourself it's going to happen it can it can and it will it will and it can and every time you catch yourself saying it won't convince yourself and you because faith comes from hearing it and tell you that means yeah telling yourself out loud over and over and is that talking to yourself yeah but it's okay because it works Faith comes from hearing. It works. Amen. And so you can convince yourself that these impossible things will happen. But you have to stay with it. You can't do it sporadically. But it has to be continual. You don't want God to bless you sporadically. You want a continual flow. You don't want your job to give you a paycheck sporadically. You want your paycheck every week. So when you are in doubt. Doubt can be changed. It really, really can. And these things, these impossible things can become a reality. Nevertheless, I know this these things don't normally happen, but nevertheless.
if God says it's going to happen and he told me to desire this and stand for this, then it's going to happen. But you do have to convince yourself. I remember the first time I said that, uh, people looked at me really funny and then I checked it out with God. And I checked it out with somebody else who knows more than me and the Lord. And by all means, you can convince yourself to believe God's impossibilities. Amen. Don't give up. I don't care what it is. Don't give up. Because God does things for the first time. There's first time things that happen. You know, you read them in the paper. You see it on the internet. There's first time things that happen. And I believe God does these things to convince people of his power. Convince people of his glory. Amen. Convince people that he's a God of impossibilities. So trust in Jesus. And the storms of life will cease. And do not doubt. See the devil causes storms to put doubt in your mind. That's what they're for. Amen. But see... The the devil didn't like the relationship that the disciples had with Jesus anyway because he's jealous, you know, envious and, and, and likes to cause trouble because he was once an angel. He can't get that back. And so he watches and he saw an opportunity to just put trouble in that relationship between Peter and, and Jesus. And so he caused a storm. Jesus allowed it to show him his faith. The devil did it to put fear in him. But this is why Jesus just extended his hand. In other words, God ain't mad at you when you don't measure up in faith. How many of you have ever felt like you doubt, you, you, you let God down when your faith didn't? And that's how we feel. But God don't want you to feel like that. He'll just extend his hand and pull you on and say it ain't too late. Never too late. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we should expect to see those things that we've never seen before. We should expect to see the miraculous things that God is doing. He's doing miraculous things. Uh, Just the other day, uh, our friend Janice Marlowe that lives in Detroit, her granddaughter, um, can't remember her name, Brittany, Brooklyn, was... uh, had a fever of 106 and she was really really sick and she called and we prayed and prayed and prayed and the fever started to go down but then she slipped into a coma how old is Brooklyn like four I think she's four five four four five somewhere in there and she slipped into a coma and she called and said it's it's you know the fever went down but she's in a coma and she said please please keep praying we kept praying and I think it was the next day or that that night she came out of the coma and the next day she was playing eating Thanksgiving I think that was two days before Thanksgiving Thanksgiving she went to dinner amen Amen. (laughs) so God does miraculous things. And it was so, they were so happy. And they say they got their Thanksgiving miracle because it was a miracle. Amen. Somebody's in a little kid's in a coma two days prior and Thanksgiving they're at dinner and, and look so cute. So God is, I'm telling you, 
What's changed? Yes, something has changed. The times and seasons. Don't look back at what didn't happen, what you've been praying for. See, that's the catch. That's the thing that the devil does to us all the time. But you have to know how to discern times and seasons like the children of Ithacar. You have they 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 were called they were really intercessors and they you know learn to feel you know you can feel the atmosphere and feel when the atmosphere is changing and you have to you have to get there if you're an intercessor you get there you get there and you know you may not know what's exactly going on but you know it's something different because the anointing the anointing for miracles is here. You just have to believe that. Amen. We're living in those days of Amos 9.13. Amos 9.13 I believe was released so that we'll get in the atmosphere to receive miracles and receive the unexpected. Receive the continual blessing of God. The, miracul- the miraculous times. And this is also the time of the suddenlies. Where suddenlies. Where things look one way one day, like the little girl, like Brooklyn, look one way one day, and the next day is changed. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to, to, how can I say it? We need to start expecting more. And don't look at, yeah, the devil's going to tell you who didn't make it. And God didn't do this for them. And he, it's a different time. We're living in a new season. Allow this season to work for you. I want this season to work for me like never before. Amen. I want God to do the impossible and the miraculous for me like never before. Hallelujah. And I'm convincing my yeah, I'm convincing myself that it's true because it is because God has already given us a sign and a witness. You know, He does every everything that He does. He confirms it with signs following. He's already done that. that we're past. You know what? We're past doubting. We're past not believing, and we're going over into the knowing and the seeing. So all things happen for the first time. Allow that. And you have to allow these things to happen for you. Because you're going to see them happen for people. You're going to see it. And you may doubt it. The Pharisees doubted that it was God. It was black magic. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is concerned about you. Will God do something specifically just for you? Yes, he will. He'll do it specifically for you. And he'll write your name and address on the, on the he'll personalize the, the miracle just for you. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your encouragement, Lord God. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And we know that miracles happen. Lord, we know that you love us. And Father, we thank you for loving us. Lord, we know that you're a God of impossibilities. And with you all things are possible. That there is nothing you can't do. And Father, even when we've been there and tried it and it's failed, we'll say nevertheless. Nevertheless, your kingdom come. Nevertheless, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
heaven. And Father, we thank you that you show us, that you've been showing us that miracles happen and this is the season for the glory of God to fall and to be seen. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for adding to us wisdom and knowledge and revelation and understanding. We thank you, Father, that it's part of our abundant package to receive wisdom, knowledge, and revelation. And we bless you. And we thank you, Father. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And praise God. If there's anybody that needs prayer for anything, if you want me to pray for you before we leave, I can do that. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just need to worship us to stand to your feet right here. Come on.
a blessing. The woman with the issue of blood receives her healing because she expects her to receive. face upon you and be gracious unto you and may the eternal God turn his countenance toward you and give you peace in Jesus name amen and praise God you are dismissed hallelujah praise God amen